All right, everybody. Welcome back to Up in the Air. I am Jake. I am Nick. Good. Hello, Nick. Hello, Jake. Today, Nick, we will talk about several things. Will we, Jake? That's usually what happens, I think, but I'm not not sure. We talk a lot, Jake. The biggest news in the sports world, at least in our sports world, was... Was this yesterday? Yes. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins signed with the Tennessee Titans. Two years, $26 million. I think it's like... 20, I don't remember these. He'll be 34 Yeah. when this deal is done. So my favorite part about this, we'll, we'll get to what it means, but just a fun stat to get the blood pumping. Right. We finally got a lot of football to talk about today. So, so much. I'm excited about that. The Jets. Yeah. And so then much we, have, we have just a little bit of NBA towards the end and same with some MLB. But a wee bit. We're going to start with this D-Hop news. So so the, my favorite stat about this mm-hmm. is, Nick, do you know who had the most career receiving touchdowns in the Tennessee Titans building before this? See, I know the answer, but okay. to play up the suspense, uh-huh. oh boy, let me guess, it wasn't a wide receiver. It wasn't. It was head coach Mike Rabel. It with, wasn't even a player? With 12. He had, so right, so yeah. he had 12 touchdowns during his time with the New England, New England Patriots. Yeah. He, he appeared in like 20 games as a tight end. Yeah. Fullback, tight end. Fullback, yeah. tight end. And he mainly caught passing touchdowns from yeah. Tom Brady. Yep. And he, after they traded away A.J. Brown yep. and Robert Woods is gone, yep. um, he led his team with the most receptions. Career touchdown receptions. Career yeah. touchdown receptions. Until... Yeah, no one had more than seven besides yep. him. Yep. Um, first round pick, Traylon Burks, had one last year. Yeah. What a stud. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> uh, so, DeAndre Hopkins has 72, so that's now out of the question. Yes. Um... What this does, uh, my, my favorite thing about this is if you saw DeAndre Hopkins' list of the, what he was looking for in a team, he wanted a stable QB play. They kind of just drafted a rookie to overtake Ryan Tannehill, who hasn't been playing well and or been injured the right. last couple seasons. So they, tra- they, they drafted a rookie to replace their drafted rookie last year. Right, that yeah. That was going who, to replace... Who was- literally Ryan didn't Tannehill. throw in the games he played. Right. And then every single game, including like one of the... Most important games of their game of their season last year. He threw like six passes. He threw six passes yep. or something like that. Very no, run heavy offense. So that's. I mean, he's a clear cut number one. I get it. I don't. I mean, I don't get it. I think it came down to money it more came, than anything else. Absolutely. I he's gonna think, play. He's gonna play up that like the Titans were this dream destination for him. Um, but also, I mean, obviously players get to choose in the free agency. But you imagine having tens of millions of dollars living in Nashville? Probably a pretty good life. Probably nice. Yeah. Right. Um, Not Memphis. Don't go to Memphis. We've seen what that does to to famous people. He's not going to get into that new stadium that they're trying to build. Like, that's that's going to be past his time there. I think it was pretty much I just doubt like, they're going to do... I mean, they still have a pretty solid team. I mean, they were the first overall seed last year. Yeah. He said he well, wanted... Not last, not last year, but the year, year before. before. He said he wanted a team with good defense. Their defense is not that good. Not that great anymore. No. They're aging. Yep. Right? So... Um, he wanted uh, a steady GM. This is literally this GM's like first free agent signing. Yeah. Um, I mean, being a GM, your first free agent signing is DeAndre Hawkins. Is a it's pretty, pretty solid. Pretty good resume. I, I think it comes down to he's 32. Like, you... you, you you're in the tail You alluded end. to he'd be 34 at yep. the end of this contract, so he's 32 right now. He's not going to make $13 million at the end of this contract. Take the two years, get the... $26 million over two years when you're 34, maybe then go ring chasing. And you don't even know where you're going to be at when you're 34. This right. league's so violent. Right. And he's put together a Hall of Fame career already. Absolutely. As much as I know he wants to win, if you think about it, think about the other quarterbacks he's played with. Outside of, like, Kyler Murray for those five games, he played with some – and outside of Deshaun Watson for, like, a couple years, he played with some really – Really bad quarterbacks. And he made and was them. still an All Pro, right? And he made it work for himself. But he's 32 now. I right. don't think he. I don't think he can have the same production. He he was towards the top of the league in yards per game last year when he played. Yeah. So I, I mean, like I, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and set the world on fire. Um, and he was playing with Kyler Murray, who I believe is no matter what you want to say about him, better than Ryan Tannehill. But the the Cardinals were a shit show, and he still played pretty well for them last year. Um, I don't think he's going to go out and have 1,500 yards and 100 catches and be the all-pro he was before, but I, I think he'll be productive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, for $13 million, if you're paying top-tier receivers 25 to 30 at this point, which is what it, it's like, I would take 32-year-old DeAndre Hopkins at half that price. He is able for, to be a difference maker for a team, um, but everything surrounding how this deal was made... Yeah. I just it confuses me so much. I it's mean, confusing. he has a steady head coach, right? 
Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere, but he knows defense, right? Yeah, also, you have Vrabes a, might just be a cool guy to play for. You have a first-year offensive coordinator mm-hmm. in Tim Kelly, right? Tim Kelly, I think is his name. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly or Tim No, Kelly? I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. I think his name is Tim Kelly. But he was he was promoted to offensive coordinator for this upcoming season. Yeah. So he's going to have to learn new offense with a decrepit Ryan Tannehill slash yep. uh, Will Levis slash Will Levis's girlfriend. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I just, like you said, GM, brand new GM this year. The Titans have had like three GMs in the past 10 years or something like that. Yeah. So, no, I mean, he had 700. Not to mention that organization is going to be hard focused on getting that new stadium done. So yep. I doubt the team is going to be supported at all during that time. The only plus side is they get to play the Colts and the Texans twice a year. They and get to play. Their right. good part of it could just be that this was the team that wanted him. This is where he's going to get his money. It could be kind of cool seeing Trevor Lawrence play against DeAndre Hopkins. That'd be kind of fun. Sure, you know, make, everyone loves Jaguars Titans. It's a premiere. Right. Well, I mean, they're kind it, of making it that he, way for this upcoming season. At least there's something coming out of that division. Yeah, that's true. He averaged almost 80 yards per game last year, Nick. Right. Which is above his career average by mm-hmm. a couple yards. So he he's still got something in the tank. I think it's a reasonable price for someone of his caliber coming off of a year like that. But And he has Derrick Henry behind him. Well, I yeah, that's part of it too. They're going to be run heavy, run heavy, and he as we know, Nuke catches everything. Yep. So I, it's, it's good for the Titans, and it's honestly, it's good for someone like Tannehill. Or Le- I mean, it's fun when the Titans are good. I, I honestly think I don't know how this will play out, but if Henry stays healthy, the Titans only perform well when no one expects them to perform well. Word. That's yes. how it's gone under Vrabel. When they when they have a great season, everyone's expecting something from them, fall flat. Yep. And then they fall back to earth, and then it's like, nah, the Titans are done, boom, they're back. It's like, oh, who really cares? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, no, I get it. It was crazy news. I mean, it, uh, it was really that of the Patriots, and maybe he really does hate Bill O'Brien, and I guarantee the Patriots weren't going to give him $13 million. No, especially with that relationship. No. I, I doubt he was going to the Patriots at all. Um, but um, more we, important things. More important things. We'll get to the Jets, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, later. But mm-hmm. while we're talking about wide receivers, let's quickly talk about uh, Justin Jefferson. Real yeah. quick, he got 99 overall on Matt. Yeah. I. It, this is so cool because Justin Jefferson's like 24. He's your age. Yep. Um, you start to see, like, Madden's not a big deal to some of these guys, but it's now getting to the point where everyone that's in the NFL grew up playing Madden. Like, he came out and was like, this is crazy. I used to make myself a 99 overall when I was seven year old, years old, Justin and now Jefferson, I don't have to. Right, and like you're saying, like, he, he probably came up playing Madden. Yeah. But a lot of it, Justin Jefferson arguably has one of the biggest – Young fan bases, out yes. of any player. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Just with the gritty, Jamar, him and Jamar Chase. Him and Jamar Chase. They they just go really well with a general population of younger kids. Yeah, he's super personable. He's a great personality. He's online a lot. Like yep. a lot of these. That's what's cool. He's very visible and he's vocal. And this is just a side <laughs> tangent, but just as a, kind of a piggyback off this. Sauce Gardner does the same thing. He does GTA lobbies. He gets in and people get in and play with him. Like these kids are our age, and now we're relating to like. There's these, all these video games on social media, and everything's kind and of so now, coming together. Everyone's going to want to play with him, obviously yep. because he's a 99. So that'll just boost it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's not the cover athlete, but no, but the Josh Allen cover is cool. Josh Allen cover is cool. Yep. He's also third ranked quarterback in the AFC next year, or in the NFL next year. Excuse me. He in the AFC probably too. That too. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, it makes sense. He's I, third behind Mahomes and Burrow. Mahomes and Burrow. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you could argue with the, how he played last year after he hit his elbow. I think that makes sense. Yes. That Burrow should be slightly ahead of him. Right. Um, but yeah, Justin Jefferson's nine nine future bear. Sure. No, it's gonna happen. How do you know? Uh, I just know. Future Jet. No. Yeah. You don't got the money. Hey, you don't know. The Bears do. Woody Johnson worked for Trump. Okay. Money. And I don't know. Trump Towers. Johnson and Johnson. There's a Trump Tower in Chicago, New York, not in New Jersey. Fuck. Boom. Okay. Uh, so, Get toasted, so Woody, bitch. Woody, we're going to build a tower and then a wall. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, Justin Jefferson, he, real quick, just because it's important to note, he's going to be a free agent after this season. JJ2K. Because his... Uh, Nick, you're crazy if you don't think they're going to franchise tag him and try to work that out. Uh... I, I mean, they're going to certainly try, but he's yeah. going to try for the biggest 
wide receiver contract. Which he should, because he'll have like 7,000 career yards by the end of this year. Oh, wait, I'm just like 25. Next year. He'll be oh. free agent after next year. Yeah, it makes if, sense. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option, right? So Yeah, they're going to pick up his fifth-year option, and then if they can't... But work, maybe he won't let them. You, you can't deny a fifth-year option. Well, he could just not play. I don't think he'll do that. Though. I don't think so either. No. I'm just... I, I like where your head's at. Go Bears. Go Bears. Um, Bear down. Yeah. No, but eventually, the Vikings are just not going to have enough money to pay him. Maybe. And the Bears will. Ryan Bowles. Mm. Canandaigua kid. It's just going to... Just so you know, Kirk Cousins' money is going to come off the books after next year. Uh-huh. So, like, it will open up. Yeah, but then he won't have a quarterback to play with. You think someone's not going to want to go play with Justin Jefferson? No. I think he's going to want to go play with Justin Fields. Mm. What if he goes to Cincinnati? They don't have any money. Yeah, I know. They got to pay Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. What if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are like, I demand a trade to Minnesota? <laughs> I would cry. Yeah, I would die. Yeah, yeah, that would be awful. <laughs> um, yeah, so Justin Jefferson, 99 on Madden. Just oh, a quick, quick theoretical, Nick. What? What if he loves Jordan Love? And, like, Jordan Love plays well, and then he's just like, I'm going to sign with the Packers. I'm going to go up to Green Bay. Yeah, how would how would that make you feel? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't really change that much, just because he's staying in division anyway. Yeah, but, like... We already have to play the, him twice. It's the Packers, though, Nick. I know, but... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Jordan Love is not going to be... Future, future Jet. 2038. 2038. <laughs> <laughs> future Jets Hall of Fame quarterback. Yep. But only on the Jets, though. He's going to suck on the Packers for 15 years. Yeah, that's how that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, now we're out of the Jets, Jake. Go Woo! ahead. You 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 have the floor. Um, so you let's start with the, the mic. Let's start with the good news. Go ahead. Okay. Jake. Quinn Williams is back. Big Q is back. I'm so fucking excited. He is back, baby. He let all as soon in- as that happened, I was at work. Jake texted me. Big Q is back. That I did, yes. I was very excited. Four years, $96 million, $66 million guaranteed. That's a great contract. The biggest contract, guaranteed contract in Jets history. That's a great contract. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't... I really do love it, because it's mm. not... So, these last two seasons, he was a first-team All-Pro last year. He's 25. Yep. This locks him up after his current season, four years after that, so five more years. He'll be 30 when this ends. So, his prime is taken care of. He's with the Jets. It's done. We'll see how it plays out after that. But he was second... Among interior defensive linemen, a third among interior defensive linemen in sacks in the last two seasons. First, Aaron Donald. Second, Chris Jones. That's a great. Then Quinn and Williams. That's a great tandem. Those guys are thirty. Yep. And he's only twenty-five. He's twenty-five. We saw. We've seen Chris Jones progress and progress and progress, and then become the best player on a championship defense. Well, we saw Aaron Donald do that too. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he would. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Donald was dominant. Earlier, I think, uh-huh. but yeah, exactly. We saw him progress, progress. Q is only getting better. He's hitting his prime. He's also just so much fun. Do you remember? I saw a, a video of his draft day. He said, "Thank me" or something like that. <laughs> he sneezed. He was like, he was like, he was like, "Bless you, thank you," and then just kept talking yeah. like, like nothing happened. Yeah. He is hilarious. Outside of the fact he brought a gun to LaGuardia, but that's a different conversation. That uh, um, we don't talk. About. <laughs> we don't talk about. That. He he's just he's hilarious. He's he brings life to that defense. Their defensive line is fantastic. Stacked, stacked. Yes, he led all interior defense linemen and sack rate last year. Was top ten in pressure rate. Was top. Uh, he he's everywhere. He means everything to this defense. I can't wait to see that defensive line on hard knocks. I don't want to talk about hard knocks, Nick. Okay, you can keep talking about Big Q. Go ahead, keep talking about him. We'll see him on hard knocks. <laughs> we'll see him on hard knocks on Max. Yeah, that's not HBO Max. It's just Max. Just now. Max. Now. We don't even talk about HBO. Um, yeah, August, so August eighth that starts. The Jets got forced into doing hard knocks. Uh huh. It because was, the it other three be options a... were garbage. No. No. Were the Bears an option? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were like the best option. No. But I'm just really glad that they decided not to. Yeah, it was totally the best option, but you're happy they didn't do it? Why wouldn't they be a good option? Why? Well, compared to, I mean, th- compared to the Commanders and the whatever the other team was, they are a good option. It was, it was going to be the Lions again. They can't, no, no, they can't force them to do it if they've done it in the last 10 years. Well, not force them, but the Lions were like a team that like were considering in, in it. Considering. Oh yeah, no, but I'm saying like there, there's. But there then was, the three teams that were like going to be forced to do it were yeah. the Commanders, the Jets, and the Bears. Right, and it makes sense that the the Jets obviously have the most injury. The Commanders had that interest because of their ownership change. Yeah, but that's not really no one cares on field stuff. No, and that nobody really cares. No, you and I would care, but yeah. we're not casual NFL fans. Honestly, I've never watched Hard Knocks, Nick. It's great, and I'm gonna watch every single episode. 
the only thing about Hard Knocks is that it's like it's a locker room cancer, pretty oh, much. No, I'm well aware of how terrible it is. They stir up drama. Like remember the really viral moments that pop up. Like remember Jarvis Landry in Cleveland, um, like yelling at his wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, that same room, there was a oh, fuck. Fuck was his name? Coleman. He yeah. walked. In, he uh, walked yeah, yeah, into, yeah. Corey he Coleman. Got, Corey Coleman. He walks into the into the thing. He's like, "Why am I? Why am I benched?" Or something like that. Well, Hugh Jackson was. That's a whole separate conversation. But right. So yeah, I mean, I'm people not, ate it up last year. I don't love Dan it. Campbell but obviously, was a personable coach. Aaron Rodgers was the biggest move of the offseason. I'm getting my the ayahuasca Jets. ready. Me too. Mm-hmm. The Jets are the most intriguing team going into the season. I'd say in terms of like the polarity of them, the, the Rodgers, their their core of offense, their elite defense. You know, they had the second biggest point difference. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett coming back. What the hell happened with him last year and that whole that, that old guy is probably Nathaniel Hackett, good guy. All going to be brought up. About. Yep. Yeah. Um, Which is a distraction for a lot of teams. Bobby Sala. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, would it have been cool to see the Bears in their process after that amazing offseason that they had, bringing probably. in all those new pieces and all that? Yes, it would have been fun, but it's also a danger to the locker room. You know, it worries me, but the th- I guess my only, and maybe this is just um, optimism, just like blind optimism, uh, naive optimism, that's the word I was looking Your for. Your naivete. Yeah. Is... Rodgers deals with shit like this all the time, maybe mm-hmm. not directly in the locker room, but, like, the eyes are always on him. There's been so much negativity around him, and he just doesn't give a fuck. And if he's the center of that, which he will be, yep. that maybe he can kind of be like, guys, don't worry about it. And that he's got his Green it's Bay like, guys there, it. and they'll be like, yeah. don't worry about it. And it's just a whole different thing. It's like, yeah, I'll take it. I, I, we'll take yeah, care I of it. it. Yep, yep. I, I, I'm excited, though, because you get to see the personalities of some of these guys. The Jets mm-hmm. have so many young, exciting players that you're going to get to see the personality of. A lot going of guys, out to dinner together. They're all homies. It's, from, yeah. from injury. Brees Hall, mm-hmm. Elijah Vera Tucker, Mackay mm-hmm. Becton. Well, those are some pretty big pieces of that core that are supposed to help Aaron Rodgers win you a Super Bowl. Garrett Wilson. Right. The addition of Nicole Hardman. That's underrated. That's an underrated signing no one is talking about. The fact that they have Garrett Wilson, Nicole Hardman, Alan Lazard, and Corey Davis. Yeah, that's a pretty great core. Yeah. Wide receiver room, popping off. Oh, we can compare that, by the way. DeAndre Hopkins got $13 million, Lazard got $11 million. So, like, which one would you rather have? Right. I think I would take Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I like Lazard, but, like, yeah, I, I think mean, I would take Hopkins. For $2 million more, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited. Q's, yeah, I'm just excited, dude. The Jets' defensive line so underrated. I want to see you excited about your Jets. Oh, God. Oh, I love it. Jermaine Johnson's coming back and oh, healthy. I love it. It's, I love it. It's gonna terrorize me when they go eight and nine again. You guys like, can't see it, but Jake is glowing right now. But like you said, like you just said, when they go eight and nine at the end of the listen, season, listen, it's been Aaron twelve Rogers. years. Twelve. If you, if you guys can hear me, twelve years since the Jets have played a playoff game. Wow. The and Bears, the last time they did, Nick, the Bears. You want to guess what they did during that preseason? What? Hard knocks. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Mark Sanchez. Oh my God. And then they went to the AFC Championship. Oh my game. god! I'm not saying you had your chance last year. You dis- you disobeyed the almighty coin. I did. You disobeyed the almighty I, we coin. And the- you paid the price. I blame Zach. Oh wait, hold on. Zach Wilson's gonna be there still. Yeah, he, he won't be tortured at all during this process. <laughs> oh my god! How many questions about Mills do you think they'll ask him? Uh, how many questions about Justin Fields do you think they're gonna ask him? Why would they ask him about Justin Fields? Because he's a great guy. Oh, right. Yeah, the Jets could have drafted Jess. This is twice now where I wanted them to take someone else and they didn't. They didn't. Like, when they took... I wanted them that to was take... Joey, that was Douglas, too. That was Joey D. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fine. He's literally <laughs> struck gold with every other pick he's had. Yeah. So, Joe Tipman should be the starting center this year. Tipman. Tipman. Mm-hmm. I know it sounded like I might have said Tipman, but it's Tip with two Ps. Um, yeah, I'm just... I'm hyped. Very excited. You should be hyped. I'm, I am. Good for you. Good for me. Yeah. I don't really have any Bears news to re- to uh. Well, they didn't to... get hard knocks. Okay. They weren't interesting. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. It would have been cool to see Ryan Pace though. Yeah. Not Ryan Pace. Ryan Jesus Poles. Christ, Ryan Poles. Oh. Ryan Poles. PTSD. Jay. You got to go down to Atlanta for that one. <laughs> is that where he's at now? Mm-hmm. GMing? No, he's like in that office though. I think that'd be sick to be an NFL GM for like five years and then to just like chill in a front office. You kind of you kind of have like job security because mm-hmm. it's like yeah I I had some I had some, I was a GM I was a GM I, I made the playoffs I had some good picks I had some success I had some good signings Eddie like, Jackson I really miss Akeem Hicks 
Oh, he was a beast. Saw something on Twitter about him the other day. And I'm like, man, I miss him. Wish he was. A I bit. miss Leonard Williams. I bet you do. Where is he now? Across the hall. Ah, the other team, the one closer to New York. Yeah. Is that how that works? Are they know. in the North End? I don't know. I don't either. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Neither do I, honestly. Okay. Well, okay. Go team. Fair enough. Speaking of that other team, Jake, the, the Giants. The blue guys. They have a superstar running back who is officially sitting out. Otis Sanders? Training camp. No. Oh, okay. Saquon Barkley. Oh, right, yeah. That guy. Daniel Jones was signed a long-term contract, and he was franchise-tagged. Low-key. Sort of long-term. Yes. Yeah. Four years. Yeah, but they can get out of it after two. I know, but yeah. like... Four years, yeah. Four years. They signed him first, yeah. Right. And then Saquon uh, was forced to the franchise tag, but he wasn't. he's not playing. He's not playing out of the franchise tag. He wants a long-term deal. And they did not come to an agreement today. Nope. And there was a four, four o'clock deadline today, on Monday, July 17th, and he is not the only one. Um, he's sitting out, and officially now Josh Jacobs is also sitting out for the Las Vegas Raiders, which is terrible because he's on my fantasy team. And he would just let the league in rushing. And uh, Tony Pollard is also sitting out after not getting a long-term deal. Even though, yeah, I guess he would be in line. Yeah, I mean, he's their starting running back. I know, but like, I thought it, like his Saquon and Josh Jacobs were like before. No, same year. Pollard was just a late-round pick. Interesting. Yeah, the Cowboys kind of fucked themselves. Yeah, he was just a backup. They let go of Ezekiel, and then... Tony Pollard in Memphis. Tony Pollard uh, didn't sign. So, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't really care. I also think... I think that Jake... Well, Jacobs and Saquon were first-round picks. Yes. So, they also had fifth-year options. Yes. Well, so what happened was Saquon had a fifth-round option that was picked up. They did not pick up Josh Jacobs. So, they franchise-tagged him. Correct. So he was drafted the year after Saquon. The Raiders Saquon. just don't have any money anyway. Right, no. He was drafted the year after Saquon, but Tony Pollard was the same draft class as Jacobs. Oh, okay. So that's why the years are slightly yep. off, because Saquon had an extra year in New York. Gotcha. But he spent it, he spent one season hurt like that. Yeah, yeah, he tore his ACL. Um, yeah, so that, that's some pretty notable running backs who are sitting out from their teams, and they join a long list of really high-quality running backs. Um, like, like I already said, Ezekiel Elliott, Delvin Cook. Released by the Vikings is still a free agent. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Are the no Cubs? longer, no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and Kareem Hunt is also out there still. Does Jerry Jones no longer have the bag, Nick? They let Amari Cooper walk. They, let, they paid Zeke, but like kind of let him. I walk. think he's just stupid. Well, yeah, I think most Cowboys fans would agree with you at this point. Yeah, I think he should actually like hire a GM instead of doing it all himself. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, I think Jimmy Johnson had made him his fortune. Yeah, no, my dad says it all the time. When that whole interview happened after the Super Bowl, where Jerry Jones was like, I could win a Super Bowl with this team, and then Jimmy Johnson left. And then Barry Schweitzer. Barry Schweitzer won. Literally won a Super won, Bowl with won, that team. Won one. With that team. With Jimmy Johnson's team. Right. And then they disbanded, and they haven't done anything since. Yep. So. Yeah, literally, I mean, literally nothing. They, they need an less, actual. They have left playoff wins in Mark Sanchez. They need an actual front office identity other than their, their, their shitty-ass owner. So. Yeah. I think most Cowboys fans would agree with you. I would hope so. But there are some who probably slob on his knob. Not the ones I know. Not the ones I know. No. Yeah, no. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of running backs out there. and uh, It's kind Derek, of crazy. Derrick Henry put out a tweet today. Saying yeah. It's like, well, it, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, you know? Like, we do the most out of any player on the field. We should get paid oh. for it. Oh, agreed. I mean, it, and it's hard to disagree with him, but you can also see where the they, GMs are coming from. I'm going to play devil's advocate, advocate here yeah. because I feel for the players, obviously. They should get their bag, but you also have to look at it. It makes sense for GMs, right? There are hundreds of high-quality running backs just waiting in the wings. The, well, this this is the... The position got so bloated mm-hmm. because if you couldn't catch a ball, if you were slightly shorter... You're not going to be a receiver. Yep. You're not tall enough to be on the line. They're not going to put you at corner. So you're going to build muscle and be a running back. Yeah. And that's for a lot of players that are really freak athletes. If it's you're also, not good enough to catch a ball or not tall enough or not or too big to fit in the slot, you're going to be put in the backfield. And a lot of times the best players growing up just play running back. Yep. Right. That's how it goes. Yep. And there's just so many high quality. Like the Chiefs, even though they have Patrick Holmes, don't get me wrong. He had a bum leg 
for this Super Bowl. Yeah. They won that Super Bowl off of the legs of a seventh round running back. From Rutgers. Completely overtook everyone in that room. Yep. Clyde Edward Tillaire, where Trump was he? National champion. Yep. Yep. Nowhere to be found. Yep. Didn't touch the field. Isaiah Pacheco? He won that game. You know, I mean, the, the Chiefs had, haven't had a thousand yard rusher rush in six or seven seasons. They don't need one. Oh, you know, yeah, no. But the it, days it, of the workhorse are gone. Well, that's the thing is, as it's a, as it's evolving, the best teams don't have a workhorse. They have it's a, just they have a committee. They have a room yep. of guys that they just send out there. You know, you're not fine. You're not seeing third down backs as much anymore. I mean, you just kind of go in rotation. Like if you if you put a guy out there who's better at pass protection. So be it. And I I understand where Derrick Henry is coming from. I do. Yes. As someone like Saquon, and I understand where Saquon's coming from specifically, because he, for him, he's a playmaker. I'm sure he's a huge part of that locker room. Yep. I'm sure he's a huge part of the culture there. He's he, a veteran. He's, he's, he's a, a veteran on that team. He's a huge part of the fan base and yep. like who they're rooting for in that off. And, and I, I completely understand it. I do. Um, Jacobs, too. The Raiders in a different situation. Like you said, they don't have any money. Right, but, they, they have to pay off that. The, right, and, the, and I understand the Cowboys not paying Pollard. They just paid Zeke. How'd that work out for them? It didn't. It didn't. He had one good season. Yep. Totally understand the, like, play one more year, you're the featured back, give me what you got, let's go figure it out. Totally understand that. Also, he was a fourth-round pick, so he's going to make more money this year than he did over the first, like, four years of four his career. Four years of his career, right. Which, but I understand him also being like, I don't know if I'll ever get this opportunity again. Things right. happen. Things happen. It's a violent position, too. Oh, it's, that, it's, that's, that's a double-edged sword because it's a violent position, so they want to get paid for it. I, but the GM doesn't want to pay them to get hurt. I would argue that it's the most violent position, uh-huh. and the only thing that's even close is linebacker. Yes. Because it is the only position where you are sprinting at full speed at all times. To hit someone else. Who is also going full speed. Yep. And even sometimes defense linemen aren't going full speed. You're just running into a you're wall. You're just running into a wall. Or you have to stand still and catch someone one. that's bigger or smaller, or bigger and just as fast as you, yep. running full speed into you, trying to kill the person behind you. Correct. So, I mean, I've, I've played football for a long time. I understand how it goes. I wasn't a running back, in case you can't tell. But Jacob, big boy. <laughs> big, big boy. Yeah. Biggest boy. Big, big boy. Biggest boy. It was really just the vision. That was the only problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. they just couldn't see. No, no, my vision. I didn't. I, I didn't know how to find a hole. <laughs> you can... it wasn't the speed or the footwork. It was just I can't see. I'm making such a face right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. That's a brow. Um, the running back's just in a weird spot right now. And the NFL is a business at the end of the day. Literally the most profitable and uh, one of the most bi- profitable businesses in it, the world. It's the biggest business in the United States of America. In the United States, absolutely yeah, right. Yep. So which makes it maybe besides like. S&P 500. Maybe, but I I, th- I think it said like it makes them out the biggest revenue. Or I, I don't know. It, look obviously, at, Look at how many... I'm pretty sure every single NFL team is worth over a billion dollars. The Commanders, which is arguably literally the shittiest the franchise, just sold, sold for, for $6 seven, billion. Like $7 billion. And it's a garbage franchise. The field shit. The Imagine Jerry Jones it. wants to sell... 10. Easy. Like eight, nine Easy. billion dollars to an ownership group somewhere. Stan Kroenke's going to be somewhere. With that stadium and what they do there and what they hold there and all the yep. events they hold there, ten easy. Yep. yep. Same thing. It, the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars are worth a billion dollars at least. At least. Yeah. Just easy. because you're involved in the NFL, you are a moneymaker. And all the, the Cleveland stuff- Browns are worth billions with a B. They have a nice Just stadium. Yeah, but let that sit in, Nick. Oh, also, random Giants fact, they're putting their logo at midfield for the first time, like, I think ever. What about the Jets? They haven't officially announced anything yet, but the Giants are doing the blue NY. Wow. Fucking fine. The Jets should do it, yeah. The Jets should do it. Yeah. I mean, just change out the turf. Yeah, it's not that hard. Just have Giants turf down for Giants games and Jets turf down for Jets games. Or leave the Giants logo out there. No. <laughs> just kidding. You're- what? Shut no. up. The Bears have their logo in the middle of their field. The Browns do now, too. It's an elf. Yes, it is. It's a brown. Brownie the brown. That sounds bad. That sounds really bad. That sounds super bad. Uh, well, this will be our last episode. <laughs> well, Nick has gotten us canceled. Uh, the, FBI, <laughs> the FBI is walking down the stairs. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Um, uh, oh, Joe Mixon took a pay cut. So did Aaron Jones. Uh-huh. They they want to stay with their teams. Yep. I don't know why Aaron Jones did, but... I don't know either, exactly. But Joe Mixon makes sense. But now uh, they it's can probably actually... because they're going to have to pay A.J. Dillon uh-huh. and like other players there, so it kind of makes sense. Right. This is also Jordan Love's fourth year, so if he plays well, they're going to have to pay they're him. They're going to have to pay him back. Yeah. I, 
there's been nothing but good reports. I know you don't want to hear this, Nick, but... No, I know. They're, and they shouldn't say anything else, but they're saying, well, we'd run through a wall for Jordan Love. And they're mm-hmm. all saying it. We'll see how he plays, but he seems to be... The Packers are probably going to be okay this year. They aren't going to suck. They're not they going to suck. They don't suck. That's not how the Packers... I, no. I they were one game away from the playoffs last year. Right. So, I mean, they're not a terrible team. Everyone's talking about how the Lions are going to make such a big leap. I still believe that. And I still believe it, too, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't put... The Lions and the and the Packers, you know, put them head to head. It's going to be a fifty percent win. Percentage I honestly think that division team. can all wind up between nine and eight, and eight and nine. Like yep. it could just be a, a log jam of. Yeah. Do I think the Vikings are probably going? to... Yes, they're probably going to probably win the division again. Say, but their defense is awful, so we'll see. So we'll see. And they don't. Uh, yeah, Alexander Madison will be fine, but yeah, we'll yeah, see. Right. I have also. And he's great. Speaking of the Vikings, have you watched quarterback on Netflix? Not yet. Do it. I, I, know. I know. I have. The amount of respect I have gained for Kirk Cousins. I want them to do that next year. It for not even just Kirk Cousins. I fucking I thought I loved Patrick Mahomes before. I fucking love Patrick Mahomes now. Yeah. There's literally a point in one of the games. This is gonna be a random side tangent. Go ahead. It's just cool. There's one of the games where like Max Crosby kept going by and like fucking hit like he just kept hitting him and hitting him and hitting him the first game they played against the Raiders week four or five or whatever Mm -hmm. and there's a time where he just comes by and the play's over for like two seconds and he just punches in the arm he's like don't touch me dog like I'm not the one don't don't do that to me and then he he goes out and throws a touchdown he gets right in his face he's like I'm not the one to fuck with dog you know fuck like he gets right in his face he's like I'm not the one pal I was like oh fuck yeah Yeah. and it's just remember the spinning throw he did against the Bucks where he just like stopped he like avoided spin just stopped and like dropped it off yep he he immediately afterwards just like Oh, I'm nasty. I'm like that. And I was like, I fucking love this. And you see them when they're... It's, it's just a cool thing. If you guys haven't seen it, I know it's a little weird want, side tangent, yeah. but if you love football... So, going on that for a second here, because that's a really cool thing. It's fucking, Especially with everything it's going on. Awesome. It's not related to sports, but with the writer, the, the writer strike, along with the actors striking against oh, Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to see more and more stuff like this. Documentary. Documentaries. Yeah. Um, you know, reality TV show, you know, so get used to that, people. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, if they do quarterback again next year, which I hope they do. I hope uh, they do, too. I kind of hope it's like a seasonal thing, but because it's Peyton Manning. It is, yeah. He, he actually His production company year, yeah. is the one that put this on. And it's it's. He awesome. worked with NFL Films to do this during last season, and I hope they if they... It's... It's... I've only gone through three episodes. There's eight. Right. It is so good already. Because basically what they do is... They, f- they follow three tiers of quarterbacks. You have the really, really great ones, which for this year was Patrick Mahomes. Then kind of like, you know, high tier, middle of the road, pretty good. That's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And then someone who's fighting for the roster spot. Mark's or Mariota. someone who's... But they're all starters week one. Yes. Yeah. They're all starters in week one. And they're very different trajectories for the season. You know, Marcus Mariota eventually benched Kirk Cousins. He had a flourishing season and mm-hmm. then sucked in the playoffs. And then Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl. So... Yeah, I haven't even gotten to that point. It's but they the way I don't want to ruin all of it. They break each, up each episode yep. and somehow find a way to tie in, like because it goes in chronological order. Order, so it's there's training camp, the first few weeks, yep. and then the next few weeks, and then but somehow so I, it's all combined in. It all has a common theme in those weeks, despite being across the country. And it's just a, it's a really cool. Before we move on from NFL talk, Jake, because there are just some quick NBA and yep. uh, uh, MLB stuff we have to talk about. Quarterback, this show, which I'll start watching here pretty soon. Um, if they, I'm really hoping they decide to do it because they'd have to, you know, start that up quick because yeah. training camp is a month away. Yeah. So, um, I want to hear what you think would be some good options for quarterback next year. Because I already have some in mind. I think, I think Burrow or Allen would be fun, okay. or even Hurts. Uh-huh. It, it all depends on where you want to put them in the tiers, right? And how you see those guys. But yep. I think all three of them would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Burrow. I think Burrow. And, I think all three of them are really personable and really likable, and I yep. think it'd be cool to see how they tick. Um, middle tier. Also, I think Herbert would be cool, just for the sake that like we don't see a lot of him. I think it would be cool to get to see him. They also want, like, slightly older guys that have, like, families and stuff, too. Like, Mahomes is 27, 26. I don't know how young they're going to go with this. Right. Um, I don't want to see it, but, like, I feel like they pick Dak. 
Dak. But I also think Justin Fields would be cool, but I don't know how young he is. He's only 24. Right. Oh, sorry, I... What I meant to say was, he's young. I don't know if he they would like pick him and if he would qualify mm-hmm. for that because they kind of have gone through, you know. There's Mahomes, the stud, this. Then it's Kirk who who grew up this way and did this and all that. And then it's like Marcus who is traveling all over the place as a backup is starting again. So if it's stuff like that, we might see a Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith's story in that sense would be really cool. I think Geno would have been a perfect pick for this past year. Oh yeah, 100%. as much as I, I mean, it's cool to see Kirk. Yeah. I think instead of Kirk Cousins, they should have done Geno. Or actually, st- no, instead of Marcus Mariota, they should have done Geno Smith. I still think Geno will be cool if they do it this year because mm-hmm. it's post-comeback player of the year, seeing if he can keep going, he gets his contract. Right, because um, some quarterbacks this- come into their prime in 31-32. Right. You know now, what I mean? So I think I think he would be a really, really good one. Yep. I think if it's Burrow Allen and then Geno can be like that middle tier because he's not going to lose his job. Um, The battling one, I don't really... I'm trying to think of people that like... What if they did, like, Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy. Not that they're going to, but, like, he was a huge deal. I got, I got some. And that's, like, a similar Mariota thing where he's a backup forever. It's a different circumstance, but had, he has to play. If I had the picks, yeah. right, I think I would agree with you. Yeah. Like, Allen or Burrow. Would make sense. For, the, for that top tier. Yeah. That would be so awesome to see. Allen specifically, because he's got the Madden cover. He's very high-profile dating history now. That's, well, he was my first thought, yeah. Um, Buffalo, let's see if they can rebound and finally get to the Super Bowl this year. Yep. Who knows? Yep. They're in a very tough division. Um, but I think Allen would, would be the best choice, followed by Burrow. And then in the middle tier, I'm being biased, I'm going to say Justin Fields, just because the team building around him is yep. just so much better than what it was last year. Yeah, my thought is just it's so family-oriented, like from what I've it seen. It doesn't have to be. No, no, I know, but like... It I, just so happened that they... Right, I wasn't sure if that's a part of the agenda or not. No, I don't think it... I don't, I, I don't think it is either, but... I think it just goes that was through their was, season, right. their ups and downs. Well, they talk to their wives a, a pretty solid amount. Right. 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 Yeah, But that doesn't have to be that. Correct, yeah. I mean... You'd have that with Josh Allen. Yeah, that's true. So, um, But another person in that middle tier, Justin Herbert, would probably make sense. Do you think they're a little too high tier? Justin Herbert? Yeah. No. No, I think if they did Kirk Cousins in that middle tier, I feel like Justin Herbert would make too much sense. Yeah, I guess he's better than Kirk Cousins. I would like to see him just because we don't know much about him. Right. And there's some stuff going on with his team that would be cool to see. Um, yeah, I think Stafford would be another cool one. Yeah. Coming off the injury, get to see mm-hmm. everything he's gone through. But for that bottom tier, there are really two options that I think could be really interesting. And you have to hear me out, right? Okay. First, for like similar story to what Marcus Mariota's got going on, I would either choose Andy Dalton in Carolina. He's starting week one? He's going to start week one. It's going to be a battle. I read that somewhere that they're going to... Miles Sanders called him a future Hall of Famer. This but week. then you also have Sam Darnold. The 49ers. If they st- if Sam Darnold starts, yes, but th- that's always the caveat with this is they have to be named the starter week one. So that's. But then I also have this. Mm. Hear me out, Derek Carr. Derek Carr would be cool for middle tier also. I think him being the one in, in for the bottom tier, quote unquote. I also think Jimmy G could work. Jimmy G in, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Any one of those guys who have moved teams. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. who are going into a situation where they're either going to be confirmed a starter or they're going to have to battle a rookie for it. As long as it's pretty much anyone but Deshaun Watson. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but I think I think there's a lot of possibilities with that next year. And I I, yeah. I don't think it has to be you know that family-oriented like here you're saying. I don't no, think no, that I, was the point. It's just just so happens. That's just, I just from me watching the first three episodes, mm-hmm. it's very much like there's a whole homecoming episode. It's like, I met my wife here. We did this. I did this. And it, it, I don't. I doubt that's the point of it. I'm sure yeah, you're it's right. It's also an important but, part of a quarterback is they're like, right. how they Support handle. Se- they're just a big part of the episodes. Is yep. As we're going, like, they, I just watched the part with the Vikings-Bills game, and they're talking to Julie Cousins frequently throughout that. They return to Washington. They're talking to Julie Cousins frequently. Marcus Mariota's wife's pregnant. Patrick Mahomes' wife is pregnant. They're talking. They're both a part of all of it. And it and that's just probably just a coincidence. Maybe it was strategic. I mean, picking Mahomes is a no-brainer. Mariota's right. a high-profile, like, yep. low-tier guy. Yep. But I, I do think Gino would be, like, I think he has to be one of the three just because of the story behind it. And the Seahawks are cool, like, just right. being. Right. But that's neither here nor there. That's besides the point. But um, anyway, that's enough NFL. 
It's nearly 40, 40 minutes back on NFL Talk, and that's going to be ramping up here as training camp starts early August. Starts now. I think they report like this week. Oh. Or maybe not. Maybe next week. I'm pretty sure they report in July. End of, end of July? I'm pretty sure, like... Well, anyway, yeah. we're going to be talking about it a lot here come the end of the summer-ish. Um, a lot of updates to fill you guys in on as we progress throughout the rest of this month and into August. Bill's um, rookies report by the time you're hearing this today. Oh, July so, 18th. Okay. All right. So, yeah. I mean, like, there's teams that are, they're going to start reporting... So some of them are earlier, but um, July twenty fifth is the consensus like veterans report. So fair, okay. A week. From what now. about rookies? I mean, they well, well, they're in between. It depends on the team. Twenty third, twenty eighth. Some of them report at the same time. Eighteenth, twentieth. So it all depends. Okay. But all mini camps. I'm look. I just went through the whole list. Are all officially open on July twenty fifth? Okay. Our training camp. So that's all right. Well, closer than you thought. Closer than I thought. Absolutely. This month flew by. It did. Yeah. July. July. It's yeah. It's crazy. It's my birthday. It's your birthday, I think. Not this coming Next week, but the 27. week after. 27. Mm-hmm. My papa turned 80, 26. <gasps> oh my God, we're pretty buddies. Um, we don't have too much more to talk about left today. Also, Tyler's mom. Um, <laughs> they don't need to know that. <laughs> anyway, um, we are going to move on to now some quick NBA stuff. Yeah, so just a quick little NBA news. Um, Joel Embiid tweeted. Joel, hashtag Troel Embiid, as he calls himself. He tw- I don't know if it's a tweet or if he was interviewed and he just said like he was interviewed. I want to go win a championship. I think, uh, uh, what's his name? ESPN guy used to play for Duke. Williams. Jay. Jay Williams. Yeah, Jay Williams. I think he was interviewed by Jay Williams. Oh, the goat. And uh, basically, Joel was like, "Yeah, I just want to win a championship, whether that's in Philly or anywhere else." Yeah. Do you remember when Jay Williams tweeted in January? A lot of people have been asking me. But Georgetown, being the head coach of Georgetown, has always been a dream job of mine. I didn't, rem- I didn't see that. Well, he tweeted that. Huh. Patrick Ewing still had a job at that time. So, like, that's just a weird... He has no coaching experience anywhere, but a lot of people were asking him. Oh, I... Just a random thought. I don't... This is how my brain works, Nick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are you looking up to tweet? I'm trying to. <laughs> Jay Williams Georgetown tweet? Yeah. Um... Anyways, I'll, I'll uh, filibuster with some Joe Embiid. Basically, he was just like, I'll win a champion. I want to win a championship anywhere else. And people are like, what did you say? And he was just like, read my... You see the tweet now? Uh-huh. Yeah. So people keep asking me, so I will answer, dot, dot. Georgetown basketball has always been a dream job. <laughs> and then Roy Hibbert said, let's talk. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because... Patrick Ewing still had a job. It was January. Corwin Melvin on Twitter said, Well, I would like to know why Georgetown, you are not an alumni, have no obvious connection. Uh, there's a bunch of anime tweets. And that's some anime, yeah, that's some hentai. Anime, okay. anime hentai. Shout out hentai. Oh, my um, God. We love Twitter. Um, oh, my God. Anyways, I'm glad we went on this random NBA <laughs> tangent. Basically, Joel Embiid, he came out and was like, I had to be on my troll shit. Uh, Daryl Morey's yeah, been everyone, everyone, Yeah, everyone blew up. It was like, oh, my God, he doesn't want to be in Philly. The 76ers are going to blow their like, core. And then his, he was... Yeah, his Twitter name is Joel, Joel parenthesis, or quotations, quotations, Troel, Troel. Embiid. And he's just like, read my middle name. I was right. like, oh, so he's trolling. He was just He's just trolling. getting his name in the news, messing yep. around on Twitter as he does. As the MVP should. Right. For shizzle. Um, but, yeah, that's really all but for the NBA. There's yeah, no, nothing. it's just a funny... Summer tangent. League is going on right now, but no one uh, really It's over. Oh, yeah, no one really cares about that, so... Uh, Cam Whitmore, MVP. Can't believe he fell to 20. Yeah. Monty Bates. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's it. Summer League. Yay, done. Uh, and finally, to finish off the episode, there's some MLB stuff we need to talk about. The second half is in full swing. <laughs> Baseball. Get it? No. Uh-huh. Full swing? Oh, the golf show? No, full swing. Uh, yeah, that's it, Nick. I get it. Bat. Yeah, I got it. That's why I left. Full swing of the bat. Or check swing. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Shohei Otani. What a guy. We already talked about him at length last week. Um, he's having himself quite the year. Having himself quite yep. the career. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of opinionated reports out there about the M- the MLB trade deadline, which is soon. Um, August 1st. About what the Angels should do with Otani, because it's becoming very clear that, you know, he obviously wants a World Series. He wants to be the greatest player of all time mm-hmm. on uh, in baseball. Yeah, win championships is a part of that. And so the Angels just aren't 
doing that. They yeah. aren't getting it done. They haven't been getting it done since his time there. At time of recording, Nick, they have a 3% chance to make the playoffs, and they have the second-hardest schedule in the second half. They have the second-hardest schedule in the second half of the AO, right? No, MLB. Or just all of them. Yeah, I mean, the Rays happen to be have the hardest, but uh, in all of the MLB. Well, either way, um, the Angels have some decisions to make because they can either try and hold on to him and then figure out some way to pay him. I doubt that's going to happen. No. So either they find a trade partner, someone who is willing to shell out their entire farm system for Shohei, and let them deal with it, or try and lose out some of that value. Quite literally their entire farm system. Yep. Um, I think that is the smartest thing to do. They should trade him. They should let him go. He's not coming back. Maybe even trade Mike Trout. It's done. It's over. Angels, you've had your decade. You've had the greatest player in baseball for a decade. And then you've had the two greatest players in baseball. And then you've had the next best. And you fucking ruined it. And you fucking ruined your chances. You signed Anthony Rendon. You signed such a good player. You had so many good free agent signings that just never panned out. And I get that's not really their fault. But, um, you know, man, it's just so frustrating because you've had such a good team, but not really. Offense. Right? Like, they've had such a good team, but not really. You know, on, on paper. paper, yeah, and then like you know, Jared Walsh goes off, and then he falls off the face of the earth. You know, Taylor Ward plays really well last year. Hunter Renfro, yeah, I mean, it's, he's it's, just so it's, inconsistent, and it's they just, haven't had a middle infielder worth a sh- damn in years. And right. they've got the young guys coming up. Zach Nito's been all right. But Aaron just, Loop, never forget Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Aaron Loop, low key, my favorite card on the show. His ninety-seven. He's pretty great. It's fucking. He was great on the Mets. I'm his sure. his shit is nasty. Um, but. I'm glad we are in consensus, Jake, because I feel like a lot of people in the MLB are going to overlook this. Pitching has been shit they, outside of Otani. They need to get something from him. So they don't have the money to pay him. They don't. There are really only three possible options. I understand both sides, right? So let's just play devil advocates for just a second. Sure. He is the best player we will ever see in our lifetime. He is okay. the best player that anyone alive right now has ever seen play baseball. He's only 30. Right. He's in his prime. I understand the idea of trying to do everything you can mm-hmm. to make sure that he does not leave because it is, it is something that you will not get again. And I'm sure it's kind of like crack. You have it. You don't want to lose this it. This only happens once in a lifetime. Right. You you find this guy, this diamond. You want to build your team around him, but... You've done a shitty job of it. But also at the same time, if you've been doing it for this long, do you really think you've been doing a shitty job? Because you obviously think that you're doing everything you can. Remember they were about to sell the team, but mm-hmm. then like at the last minute they're like, yeah, no, never mind. Right, so if that's how they operate, I don't think they're going to. It's just, they've been, they haven't made the playoffs in Mike Trout's career. He, he, start, he came up in 2011. Yeah. It's been, they're on a Jets timeline. It's been 11, 12 years since they made the playoffs. Yeah. And still fun fact, they have as many World Series this Oh no, the Yankees won in two thousand. Never mind. They still won one in two thousand two, which is weird to think about. Yeah. Um, they just need to get rid of him and get as much back as they can. It's time to retool. It's time to rebuild. It's, it's just it's, sell it's the done. team. It's done. It's done. You tried. You're over. You're done. You can't act like the big dogs, but never perform like the big dogs. Yep. It's time to reset, especially with your division retooling. I mean, look at the Mariners. They're probably a trade destination for them. They, they have they have the farm system. They don't have that payroll, man. They, and they, they don't. They, they don't have the pitchers. They don't have the payroll to pay both Trout and Otani. Right. It's just not. You don't. You don't get rid of Trout because he's locked something. up. You got to do something. You got to. You have to trade Otani. You have to. Um, if you want to be is. competitive, if you want to be competitive in the future, the problem you have is because you're not going to be competitive right now. The problem is I don't think if that's I don't know if that's their number one priority. It's not. I don't think it is. It's not. What name? I would love to know who wouldn't want to go fucking play with those guys, and why no one is going to play there. I don't get it. If you're a pitcher and you're just like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think the ownership group just needs to sell, and then start over. Get people to actually trust that organization again. I don't disagree. Shout but out Tyler Skaggs. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. I forgot about that mm-hmm. and how like sh- that was literally within the Angels organization. Yeah. It yeah. was so shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot that was literally a trainer that, yeah. Going to prison and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole, yeah. They need to sell that team. It's been a shit show. Sell off their best players. Get as much as you can to the farm. Develop them. Do it again. Start over. That's just how it works in baseball. That is how baseball works. You're right. So, I don't know. I, I'm i really excited at the chances because the Mets are one of the only teams that can afford them. Mm-hmm. Same with the Dodgers. 
Yankees, I would argue. Yankees, can. The Yankees don't know can. if they will. They probably They've won't. They've been stingier. Right. They, they probably won't. If Georgia's around, they this probably is would. The, this is the only problem with baseball, and I love baseball, but this is what it comes down to. These top-tier players always just go to the same teams. Yeah. Because those are the teams that I'm can I'm glad one of those teams them. is the Mets now. I, and I'm glad the Yankees have been like that, and it's starting to fade. But, I mean, the, who else is going to pay them? Right. No one else can. Do the, can the Astros afford it? Can the Astros afford 11 Possibly. years, $500 million? Yeah, I mean, he's getting half a billion easy. I, you would think another LA team would be able to do it, but right. the Giants, the Giants have the money. I could totally understand him wanting to go to San Francisco. Yes, there's a With huge the Japanese, Japanese population, population on the West. I understand him wanting to stay in the West Coast. Uh-huh. The California and all of that. You know, people say you know Seattle. I understand Seattle, too. Seattle's a major Japanese population. But they don't have... And Ichiro and like what that means to all those people up there, but Seattle has a huge pay- fan base money. in in Japan, and that's yeah. what these kinds of players do. International players, that's what the, that's what that's what happens. That what yeah. that's how this works. But yeah. you notice a trend with a lot of these high profile players coming yeah. out of the coming out of the Japanese. No, but explain to me. They are going to the east, eastern seaboard. They have. Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga went to the Mets. They're 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 in touch with this other guy in Japan right now, who's another pitcher. Yamamoto. Um, Yashinobu. Uh, the guy in the the Red Sox. Oh yeah, Masa uh, Masahiro Tanaka. Yes, yeah. Tanaka. Who? No, 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 no. no, no that's no, no, a different no. guy. Oh god. <laughs> um, not Tanaka. He was the Yankees pitcher. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> yeah, Yama, Yamamoto. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, Yoshida. Yoshida. Masataka Yoshida. Masataka Yoshida. Yeah. I, I had the first name right. As well as uh, the guy in the Cubs. Saya Suzuki. So, yes, Saya Suzuki. He's on the Cubs. They're, they're I would all, call that the East Coast. I mean, it's on the eastern side of the country. Midwest and East. You're not wrong. Midwest and East. You're okay. Nick, it's okay. You're right. Oh, shout out to Krayrod. Fucking dealing on the Dodgers right now. He's he's looking at his fantasy team right now. Everybody. Yeah, I was trying uh, to find Yoshida's name. No, that's fine. Uh, but it's just this is something that we're gonna have to keep an eye on because yeah. we're not gonna see anything like this for a long time. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's I know even less, Nick. Fair enough. No, I'm glad you respect that. Um, but that's gonna be all for us today. I think we don't got anything else major to talk about. We hit every nail on the head that we could. Next week we'll talk about training camp storylines. Next week we'll start um, bringing up training then we'll, camp. We'll run into the trade deadline and all that stuff. Yep, MLB. And then the week after that, three weeks from now, is hard knocks. Hard knocks. That's Literally the debut. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, keep in mind, and Jake and I will, will talk. We'll be talking about logistics here for August um, episodes. Right now, I've released every day on Tuesday. Depending on work schedules, um, in the cards, I'm moving. I'm moving from my current place to my new place, and it's a longer drive to the studio. Um, but Jake and I will have internal discussions about episodes. One will be recording. One will be releasing them. Externally to each other, internally. To internally you. from you, externally, eventually. With our mouths. Sure. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on our Twitter at Upper Podcast for any new information. Follow your boy. Follow at follow, Jake follow your boys at Nick at Night. 99. At Nick at Night ninety nine. With okay. a K. Nick at Knight. Nick at you know Dark Knight. So you're saying I hit this red button? I was born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> we like college humor. Anyway, yep. um, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 20. We hit 20. Oh, we're legal next week, Nick. We're legal next week. Beers for the mic. Yes. Beers for the pod. Let's let's drink some beers as we record next week. Okay. I'm down. Dilly dilly. Dilly. No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been episode 20 of Up in the Air. I'm Nick. I shall be Jake. And we shall... See you all next week. Hasta la pasta. Bye.